listening to Heart of the Ark podcast from the Office for Evangelization in the Archdiocese of Newark. We're coming to you to bring knowledge and some courage as we voyage through this life as missionary disciples of our Lord Jesus Christ. My name is Jennifer Benke, and I'm co-hosting this podcast with my friend and colleague, Father John Gordon. love, and whoever remains in love remains in God, and God in him. In this is love brought to perfection among us, that we would have confidence on the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear, because fear has to do with punishment, and so one who fears is not yet perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God, but hates his brother, he is a liar. For whoever does not love a brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. This is the commandment we have from him. Whoever loves God must also love his brother. This quote from 1 John 4, from 16 to 21 made me think about our conversation, the conversation I am about to share with you with my colleague, Cheryl Riley, the director of the Office for Respect Life at the Archdiocese of Newark, and also the director of our three, soon to be four mercy houses in the Archdiocese of Newark. Cheryl's fearless, and she'll say at the end of our conversation that she just asks God every day to take her fear away so that she can better love people that she serves in the Archdiocese. I hope you enjoy today's uh, conversation with Cheryl Riley. It is presented in the week before the March for Life in the, the month of January. Hello and welcome to the Heart of the Ark podcast. My name is Jennifer Benke. I am the Associate Director for the Office for Evangelization at the Archdiocese of Newark. And today I am joined by my colleague, Cheryl Riley, who is the Director of Mercy House and the Mercy House's uh, initiatives in three of our four counties here in the Archdiocese of Newark. And she is the Director of the Office for Respect Life here in the Archdiocese of Newark. Cheryl, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm really glad you're here today, especially in January, which um, the church recognizes the the need to focus on the ways in which we minister to women, particularly in crisis pregnancies and in poverty, and help them make the choice for life. It's Friday. I'm heading down to the March for Life, which That's is right. um, which right. is great. My first time since COVID, so I'll be heading down to D.C. and then in September. The, we'll have a March for Life on a local level in Trenton, so we'll be um, involved with that as well. So okay. I'm glad to be going down. We have three buses mm-hmm. heading down from the diocese. And and also, just to be able to support the march, but again, be able to network and share. Wouldn't it be nice if dioceses would mimic what we have with Mercy Houses? I know that the USCCB has Walking with Moms in Need, right. but we need brick and mortar. Yeah. We yeah. need brick and mortar. We need, you know... And and what's great about Mercy House is that it helps the parishes, right? It helps the pastors when people are knocking on their door and need stuff. Hey, Mercy House. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a tangible place to send 
people mm-hmm. when your parish cannot support the people that are coming to the door, right? Like that that's not one parish could not. not no, there's no can't. way any one parish, can't. any and parish it's not fair our, for them. archdiocese could do it. Right. But all together, we can support three and hopefully soon to be four mercy houses, one in each county of, of the archdiocese. So, and you also could talk about abortion, right? So abortion is hard to talk about. Yeah. All right. You know, um, it's so political. It's so this, so that, you know, so many people don't want to talk about it. So I would say Mercy House is like the back door to talk about abortion. Because right. when you have a group of kids from a school and they come and they love Mercy House, they want to know about Mercy House, they, they like volunteering, they get service hours. But they'll ask, how did you... F- how did you find Mercy House? How did it open? And that's when I, I have an opportunity or Annette or whoever's speaking about it could say, you know, it's founded because we don't want women to have abortion. And that's when you really could talk to them about it. Right. And explain to them. And they could see firsthand, you know, the pregnant women in my office who's homeless, and but she's still going to have this baby. So I think that that, you know, them coming and seeing because um, when you choose life. God is going to bless you. I mean, we all know that. It's just the fear, again, that these women have. So how did you get to this work? (laughs) That's a good question. Oh, it's been a a long journey, um, and I'm amazed sometimes that I'm even doing what I'm doing, but it's all God's will. And it's my own healing that brought me here, and especially to this office and the work with Mercy House. House is. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was just saying to one of our other colleagues today, I don't know how you do as much as you do around the archdiocese in three different locations. We can barely like with with the resources that we're allotted. I don't know how you do what you do. You're you're an inspiration to everybody who meets you. Thanks. So. You. I'm, I wanted to speak to you because I know that you just got back from a trip, a working trip to Malta. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to talk to you about that because it seemed that when you were headed over there, you're really developing a new, uh, you know, you're helping them develop a, the Rachel's Vineyard ministry. Um, can you talk to me about how that came to be and, and why um, why that's uh, that work is so important in that in that place? Sure. Um, Rachel's Vineyard has been in the Archdiocese of Newark for more than 25 years. We were with the first site starting in 1997. Um, I was actually on that retreat, so I know firsthand the healing that takes place on those retreats. And I've been involved with the retreats for years. And last April in 2023, my husband and I took a trip there to visit his cousin, who's actually from Germany and married a woman and moved to Malta. And Father Ivan um, caught winds of it that I was going to Malta. And then he uh, connected me with pro-life ministry in Malta and I met with them, a couple of people, in April when I was in Malta. I was on a a radio show that they did, and they asked me to come back and train and run a retreat for Rachel's Vineyard. Okay. And I went back in November with my um, co-facilitator, and we went, and we ran a retreat, and we trained, and it was a great experience. We spoke about pro-life in five schools. We spoke to an audience of priests. Malta is the last country in the European Union that has abortion illegal. So it's illegal and they're holding strong. 
So we hope that our message came across to the people, especially the students that we spoke to, and also to bring that healing to Malta. So that was just an amazing experience. Karen, who's been helping me for years, run the Rachel's Vineyard. She's half Maltese. Okay. So that was great (laughs) for her. Yeah. So we had amazing priests, um, an amazing team over there that's going to continue this healing ministry. So... You know, it's just amazing where God brought us, but the people of Malta, um, even while abortion is illegal, they travel to other countries to have the abortions. Right. I think you mentioned to me that this uh, ministry, they're recognizing that the ministry is important because the the healing, the physicality of abortion and the, the, the healing that's necessary is something that's so often not spoken about in, um, especially in a, in a pro-choice uh, country like ours, you know, there's, there's these movements where you're supposed to somehow revel in your, in this wound that you've given yourself and your, and, and the wounds that you've created in, in the life of the child and, and, and with God's plan for you. And, and, and there's not the opportunity for the healing to come in, but they're having a, a different issue, whereas because it's, it's illegal, there's still, there's been an inability to minister, right? Because of, of the ability to talk about it has been so difficult too, right? So that's... And, 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 and we, I had to remember when I was there speaking to the kids that I'm in another country. Right. It's not the U.S. So yes. things were very different, but they, they had a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they, um, you know, I told them it's wonderful that their country is standing strong. Mm-hmm. So we hope that I hope they continue, you know, facilitating the treat, retreats. And I hope that their um, fruits have come out of the talks that Karen and I did. Yeah. Um, I know one school we were in was an all boys school. And at the end of the talk, the teacher couldn't believe um, this one student stood up and he couldn't understand. He said, I don't understand if a girl, you know, if a girl is pregnant, you just take care of them and help them. And I said, well, yeah, that sounds so logical, but that's not what happens. And the teacher told us, shared with us that he was actually pro-choice. Okay. And just hearing us speak about the hurt of abortion, just like that, he had a change of heart. That's wonderful. And if that was why we went there for that one student and that made the world worthwhile. Absolutely. Amen. I mean, what a wonderful message to bring. Uh, obviously, you your ministry here in the Archdiocese in general, uh, Rachel's Vineyard is, is for men and women who have suffered the pain of mm-hmm. abortion and also for stillbirth and miscarriage. Now you've right. expanded so into... We've expanded it. We're taking... Um, you know, those people need healing as well. You know, and grandparents, siblings, aunts, uncles, people that have driven, you know, um, a girl to an abortion. So all of them, you know, we offer that healing. Um, and as Teresa Burke put it, um, who was the founder of Rachel's Vineyard, she said it's a front row seat to miracles. Mm-hmm. You you have a front row seat when you run the retreats. Um, and also where we have a, rump, a front row seat to miracles at Mercy House. Yes. So we're seeing that more and more. Um, so, you know, Rachel's Vineyard, you can't talk about Mercy Houses without talking about Rachel's Vineyard, without talking about my healing. Because if I didn't go on that retreat 12 years after my abortion, there would probably be no, you know, Rachel's Vineyard continued here in the Archdiocese or the Mercy House. So, you know, Mercy House 
Um, and you want me to talk about Mercy House? Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, I, this is, so, I, I stand back. Yeah. Like, all I've got is a podcast. Yeah. And you've got so it's three, I know, and trying to Three staffs in like, three um, different locations and three different buildings. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, I was, you know, I was, you know, associate director of Respect Life Office. And then Cardinal Tobin approached me and asked me to be director. And um, that was just wonderful in itself. And in that role, it didn't take me long to realize that, you know, more needed to be done. Mm-hmm. You know, it's nice to say, oh, I'm the director of Respect Life, sit in, you know, a nice office and tell women not to have abortions. Right. <laughs> but it's no, not happening. Not happening. Right. Um, I just felt that more needed to be done. I felt I needed to do more. And um Patty Decker, who was working with me at the time, the two of us, you know, spoke about it. What could we do? I was just collecting donations and giving them out to people and going to different places and helping women in need. And, you know, that didn't last too long. My husband wasn't happy with, you know, the garage being full in the basement and uh, here at the pastoral center. They didn't uh, really want me doing all that. I understand. So I just, you know, asked if we could open up a mercy house, which the name came from the year of mercy when Pope Francis um, declared the year of mercy in 2016. I uh, yeah, twenty sixteen. You so. have to check that. Uh, yeah. um, I can edit that in. And, um, I, might be twenty fifteen. Wasn't it's on my desk. Yeah. Okay. And and Pope Francis asked, you know, every diocese leaves something tangible, and that's how the Mercy House came about. So we just we needed space, um, and we found we opened our first location in twenty eighteen in Newark, and I was one and done. Yeah, I was like, this is great. I was running it myself, you know, me by myself, open a couple of days a week, helping women. And fast forward five years, the ministry has grown. Right. So now you're in, you're in, you still have Newark running. Newark is, that's that's Newark's where I've, running. My, I've, I've been able to you're, volunteer right, a couple when times. Children. That's right. Um, I bring my kids and make them do their service hours. So Newark, <laughs> I was one and done, Newark. Uh-huh. And then, um, which really, the, the Mercy House is, you know, we talk about pro-choice, right? We're so hung up in this country, pro-choice, pro-choice. What about the women that want to choose to keep their babies? Right. They have a choice, too. Yeah. They have a choice to keep their babies and get the need, help that they need and to be able to have their babies. And that's what Mercy House was really um, founded on, to help these women. We realized when we opened that the community needed more. Right. Um, and we just started becoming a resource and referral center for for everything uh, and 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 I just people were questioning me why are you here why are you here and I'm like that's a good question <laughs> but it didn't take me long to realize that God wanted me there and he wanted me there to help his people and I've I've grown so much and I've learned so much and I've learned from them you know um that there's not everything's not just black and white. There's a lot of gray areas, mm-hmm. so that has helped me. And then I opened up in Jersey City in December of 2022. That is a residential as well, so we can house up to 30 women. I took over um, Matt Laracy's Magnificat house. He was Matt wanted to retire, and he asked me, and I took that over. So we have Mercy House, and we house up to I think we have 27 residents right now. We can house three more, and in this past October of 2023, we opened in Elizabeth, which right. is a resource and referral center. Okay, so <laughs> Mercy House, just for people out there, the original Newark, 
you're open two days a week, Tuesdays and Fridays, and you have you give away everything that comes in. <laughs> well, now we have different hours. Okay. <laughs> um, because we because we just can't. Yeah, you have serve to be in three places. Yeah, right, right. And um, you know, we were given food out twice a week. We were given clothes, and then you know, the amount of people. It's not like twenty people like it was in the beginning. It's a hundred people on a Tuesday. One hundred and ten. I mean, eighty people. People Yesterday line, was, people lining yeah, up, yeah, people lining up and early holding in the their morning. places in line, and I and putting it's, bags on the right. locks on the locks on the gate, and, right? Um, and it's not just you don't just give away mm-mm. stuff. I mean, I walk I walk past your office when you're here on on in the pastoral center on the days that you're you have to do administrative things here in the offices and you are on the your phone is constantly ringing <laughs> and you're helping women and whatever they're facing you're helping them get to a doctor you're helping them get to a hospital you're helping them get their crappy boyfriend off the <laughs> off front porch yeah. you're helping them uh you're helping families bury children mm-hmm. that they had a miscarriage or mm-hmm. they had a, or they had a stillbirth you are you are on like you've got resources on that pe- when Cheryl calls people just pick up the phone and say <laughs> yes right like you are on the phone with hospitals I know like because we've worked together like I know your heart is just grown in so many ways and this is just more than just a single ministry so when you talked about um you're learning from the people that you minister to. Mm-hmm. Um, talk to me a little bit about that. Like what, how, how do you grow? Because I think in the new year, um, we all want to grow our hearts, right? We want our hearts to be more like Christ's heart. Mm-hmm. Um, so how does that, how does that happen? Well, because, you know, you could walk down the street and say, oh, look, he's homeless, always a drug addict, always an alcoholic, you know, I'll get a job. Um, But there's so many things that go into that. And, and, you know, there's you don't know someone's past. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe they can't get get a job because they don't have the proper uniform or the shoes or the the means to get there or they don't know how to fill out an application or do a resume. Um, You know, it's funny. I always say I know a guy. Oh, wait, don't do that. I know. Cheryl knows a guy, (laughs) you know, I know a guy. Um, And that's really what it is. Like, it's it's just networking and being out there and putting yourself out there. Um, And you'd be surprised how many people come to us or call me. And I said to someone one day, I go, what is like, what is going on with Mercy? Where are all these people coming from? And she said to me, because the word is out there, call Cheryl. Mm-hmm. Call Cheryl Riley because I think even when you call two one one in New Jersey, they're giving you Mercy House. Mm-hmm. The hospitals are giving Mercy House. The, um, why? Because we leave politics at the door. Mm-hmm. We do not discuss that, and we're there to help people, and we meet people where they are. And it's not just a bag of food; it's also their spiritual needs. Oh, absolutely. But when I when I say I learn from them. Um, I guess being versed in the Rachel's Vineyard and the Grief to Grace, the healing ministries, mm-hmm. um, you know that there's people that have trauma. Yeah. And, you know, they can't just, you know, you go through trauma. Sometimes you just can't go back in society and be okay. Right. And there's there's abandonment and there's um, the family is broken. Yes. You know, we see that firsthand. And, you know, the first thing is like, you know, you're, you're a single mom and you're trying to support these kids. Where's dad? Yeah. And then there's some dads that come in. It's like, where's mom? So 
but you learn from them because you realize that they're waiting in line. And this came to me the other um, day when I pulled up in front. It was freezing cold and it's raining. And I'm like, they're not waiting to get into a concert. No. They're not waiting to get into a football game. They're waiting online to get food, coats, warm clothes. So... Um, that really, you know, hits home. And when you, when I get in bed at night and I, and I know I'm warm and I'm thinking about the people that are home, you know, sleeping outside Mm -hmm. and, and, um, and you don't know, there's so many things that go into it. Um, I had a young man come in the other day. He was 22 years old, had to quit his job, help his mom. You know, he was holding back tears because I'm like, we're going to help you. Right. But no one ever said that to this kid. Mm -hmm. You know, um, he wants to go to school, but he he's helping his mom right now. So um, to me, that's a miracle. That's a front row seat to miracles. You change someone's life just by saying, we're going to help you. Yeah. Amen. And, that, and that's what it's about, um, just helping people. But also, um, like the spiritual needs, um, we have a full-time chap, two full-time chaplains now, which we do off of baptism. So we baptize um, which is great because we give them the baptismal outfit. We have a little party for them after. We make them feel like they're part of something. Um, yeah. So that's wonderful as well. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the Great Commission, right? Like, mm-hmm. go forth and baptize all nations, right? right? Like, you're you're literally doing it. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and you're getting, we get all kinds of religions and walks everyone, you yeah. know. Um, and we don't tell them they have, I mean, we're not going to not help them if they don't want to baptize their baby. But just to see the presence of the priest and, you know, sometimes they come in and they're, they're broken and they'll come in and they'll talk to us and just ask a few questions and... You know, their hearts are open. So, you know, that I didn't know that Mercy House was a was an outgrowth of the year of mercy. That was just that's just so wonderful to me that I I listened. I met uh, Pope Francis in 2019 and I had in an envelope with me the uh, Mercy House, my card. And I said to him, um, I listened to you. I said, you said, you know, and I talked to him about the Mercy House and he took the information. But it was it was really great to be able to share that with him because and Patty Decker was a huge um, inspiration in that as well. My good friend, Patty, that was working with me. We just got in the car and drove around like property management's like here's some, you know, um, buildings. And that's how we found found it. Right. Right. And so you're down on Clinton Street. So we're on Clinton Avenue in Newark. Yes. We're on um, at St. Paul the Apostle in Jersey City. And St. Patrick's in Elizabeth. Okay. Cool. And then um, in the spring, soon, hopefully soon, we'll be opening in Bergen County and Bogota. Okay. So that's all four counties. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> and so, although um, housing in Jersey City is not a shelter, it's a Class C boarding house. Okay. So the women do pay rent there. Mm-hmm. And they just think that we're doing a phenomenal job. And I'm like, well, that's good to know. Right. So... Um, that we are, we put pride in it. it. We tell the women, this is your home. Right. So. You know, circling back to what you said at the beginning, if we if we want to be proud in any way of giving people a choice in anything, we have to really make it a real choice. Mm-hmm. And so, so many women feel like the only choice they have is to terminate. And that you are actually giving choice you're gi- you're giving the f- the first choice you're ch- you're letting people actually choose life is 
that's just so inspirational to me. So many. And so many women coming in, and a lot of them are pregnant. I yeah. mean, I'm hoping that um, Mercy House is, you know, backfiring on the uh, New Jersey abortion law. I mean, because we do see a lot of pregnant women coming in. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, what do you need? What, what do you need to, you know, a lot of it is financial mm-hmm. uh, items, you know, cribs, strollers, all that, diapers. But, you know, we help with that. That's that's. That's the easy part. Right. That's the easy part. That's easy. You need a crib? I get a crib. Um, But it's afterwards being able to care for that child and work and child care. Yeah. Um, And and the biggest, I think the biggest reason why Mercy House houses are successful is the networking that we do. Yes. We don't just say, where are the end all be all? Right. You know, I'm constantly networking, open to, you know, um, advice from people and working with the community. Like in Newark, the, the police office is a phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I mean, they gave me that community award, which is great. I work with them. You need them. You yeah. need to work with those people. Yeah. And when, I mean, you had a big uh, summer ice cream social. Yeah. And we were giving out books. Yeah. And we were given out and, and uh, we had one of our regional bishops, auxiliary bishops of the archdiocese came and blessed everybody. It was like it was not just, uh, you know, not just an ice cream social, not just a book giveaway, but there was like time for a community building mm-hmm. where people came with their kids and they sat under a tent and there was music. And it was it was an opportunity to be community for people who don't feel like they have community. I mean, you're giving, right. you're giving community to people who have never, like you said, you've never been said, uh, I'll, I'll help you, or you have a community, you're safe here, or we can help you do this. We can do this together. That's like, that's a beautiful thing that I, when I look at Mercy House, I see you saying, let's be partners together. Everybody. And in Jersey City, the women, they feel safe. Yeah. You know, I make it very clear. You will be safe here. You know, and a lot of them just, you know, they'll just want to come and see me because some of them come from circumstances where they weren't safe. No. You know, when I pull up in Newark on Tuesday, I have to go around the block so they don't see me <laughs> because, you know, they all want to, um, you know, they all want to see me. They all want an appointment with me. And sometimes it's just like, well, what? Oh, no, we just want to see you. So um, we got to get you a Cheryl mobile. But yeah. But, you know, um, and, and I need and, you know, I do have help. We have a, a you know, we have volunteers because we can't oh, yeah. work without them. They're and wonderful. Your volunteers are some of the toughest cookies. Yeah. I mean, yeah. God really removes the fear. I said that, you know, uh, so many people are so always worried about me. Mm-hmm. Oh, you can't go there. Oh, you're worried about I'm like, listen, I'm not stupid. I'm not going to put myself in a situation. But God, God, you know, I always say, God, please remove my fear and direct me to where you want me to be. Because if I have fear, I can't run Mercy House. Right. There's no there's no room for fear there. We have to just say we're going to be, you know, cautious. We're going to do what we have to do. And um, then and the people welcome that. Yeah. And we've seen a change in the in the um, demographics of Mercy House in five years. So we we know that. So we have um, volunteers. We could translate in up to five languages. Right. Which is great um, because we want to be able to talk to them. We don't want to use Google Translate. Right. 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 And you're I mean, you're dealing with people who are coming uh, right into the country have come in, you know, and you help them regardless of whoever they are. We help them. That's it. They come to the door. You know, they'll come into me if they're their first time and they just got here. We give them whatever they need. Mm -hmm. I mean, 
you have the day of the toy drive. We gave over 610 families toys with our three toy drives. But in Newark, on the day of the toy drive, this mother came in. It was freezing, and she had a two-year-old wrapped in a th- thin blanket, no shoes, no socks. Come on. Yeah. I don't care. Like, everybody just sprung into action and get a coat, get this, get that. And that's what my volunteers do, mm-hmm. you know, and we just help them and no questions asked. Yeah. So, yeah. and that's the, that's the, and all the volunteers are like that. So. It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful. So I just wanted to thank you. Well, thank you. I'm glad we finally got this to work. I know. <laughs> Keep us all on your prayers and thank you for having we me will. today. And I'm thank glad we you. got this to happen. Me too. Thank all you right, so Jen. much, Cheryl. Have a good day. God bless thank you, you everyone. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Heart of the Ark podcast is an initiative by the Office for Evangelization at the Archdiocese of Newark. If you want to find us online, you can find us at rcan.org slash evangelization. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. Very soon we'll be updating our social media for the Heart of the Ark, but you can find us on Fireside Podcasts at Heart of the Ark fireside.fm Our theme song is composed by and orchestrated by Eric Hunter, a dear friend of mine. You can find out more about Eric and his performances and compositions at Eric E-R-I-C Hunter H-U-N-T-E-R music.com This has been a pleasure and I look forward to hearing from you and speaking with you in the future.